You are listening to the YLM Sermon of the Week podcast with Pastor Steve Tolbert. Be blessed and refreshed by this relevant word from the Lord. Good evening. Good evening. Uh, so excited to be with you once again. Uh, today is a great day. It's the day that the Lord has made. We do rejoice and be glad in it. And as we begin to get ready uh, for our uh, actually to enter upon our week, I uh, just want to give you a faith building word that will hopefully help to propel you to victory on this week. And so we're going to look at, uh, we're gonna actually going to look at, uh, actually, I'm going to use a scripture I used this morning, um, and it's uh, Luke, actually uh, Hebrews 4.16, Hebrews 4.16, Hebrews 4.16. And we're just going to talk about just the victory that we do have in Jesus Christ, the victory that we do have in uh, Jesus Christ. And so in Luke 4, 16, it says this, let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may have receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. And then uh, Acts 20, verse 32 Acts 20, verse 32 says this, says, and now I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you the inheritance among all those who are sanctified. Amen. And so we need to understand uh, that God has given us, God has given us total and complete victory. And I love the fact that God has given us victory not because of something that we have necessarily done. All we did was believe and receive what God has already provided through Jesus Christ. But through Jesus, what he did was he actually shed the blood of Jesus as a once and for all sacrifice so that we would not be condemned to die in our sins. But here's the thing I said this morning that in order for God's desire and his will is for all people to be saved, right? But not everybody will be because there is an act on your part that you have to do. And that is to believe and to confess that Jesus Christ is your Lord and that you receive the victory that has come through his blood. Uh, because when he shed his blood, what he did was he made a covenant. He made a covenant with you. He made a covenant with me. And that covenant will not be broken. All right. And so but here's the thing. A person has to actually desire, desire. Because in the scripture, uh, when we read the first scripture, it talked about the divine access, the divine access that we have to God because of Jesus Christ. Before Jesus, there was one individual that would be the spokesperson for everybody, the high priest. Okay, but what Jesus did was he transferred those high priestly powers to you and to me so that we would also be able to approach God. That is why uh, that is why in First uh, Peter, it tells us that we are a royal priesthood. We talk, he says we're a royal priesthood, a holy nation, you know, a peculiar people that God set us for, set us aside for himself, set us apart for himself so that we would be transferred from darkness to light. All right. And then in Acts, Acts 20, verse 32, where it talks about how the word of his grace is commended to us. He says, and now I commend you. To God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you 
All right, and, and I commend you to God in the word of his grace, the word of his grace. That's God's unmerited favor, God's unmerited favor towards you. That meant that you, there was some something that needed to happen, the word of his grace. So God compensated for what we were in able, unable to uh, do for ourselves. We were unable. That's the word of his grace. It, it, it means that that salvation that you have, that you receive, you weren't able to do anything to get it. You couldn't buy it. You couldn't pay. You couldn't pay enough money for it. But it was too costly, and the cost was a blood sacrifice that was demanded because the wages of sin is death, right? And that's what used to happen in the Old Testament, as far as the sacrifices. Every year they had to be every so often they had to be a sacrifice of blood on behalf of the people. All right, and not only behalf of the people, but the priest was offering that sacrifice for himself and the people. But this was a, a sacrifice that need not be done again through Jesus Christ. And he, he offered it for all mankind. But you have to receive what he has done, not take it for granted, not think that, hey, uh, you know, I've already got it, you know, and, and you haven't accepted him. You're not living for him. This morning we talked about uh, uh, Luke 6. Uh, for and where it talks about not everybody says, Lord, Lord, you know, people, why do you say, Lord, Lord, when you don't want to do what I say? That's what Jesus said in Luke 6. He said, Why do you call me Lord when you don't want to do what I say? And a lot of people are trying to get by on, they're trying to get by on cred without actually accepting him, without, without actually committing, committing. That is the one thing that, uh, that I wish that the, the younger, that the new generation. Uh, will begin to understand is the value of true commitment, value of true commitment to Christ, value of true commitment to Christ, not treating him all wishy-washy like he's just some side chick. No, but actually committing to him, giving him your life, giving him just surrender and sold out. That's what they used to call it when I was a kid. You would hear somebody say, I'm sold out for Jesus. And, and that meant that they were, they were giving it whatever it costs. They were willing to give that their lives to Jesus even if it meant to lay their lives down for the cause. They were willing to do that. But you it's hard to get people uh, to consider the fact that if things get tough with Christianity, right? If things get tough in our society with Christianity, will you be willing to lay down your life? And I look at, I look at the other countries. There's some countries where being a Christian is a crime, you know? And here in America, is almost getting to that point to where being a Christian, upholding biblical values, becomes a crime. You know, it, I mean, the persecution is on another level. It's starting to escalate. It's starting, and I don't know if you can see it. And that's the thing. That's the thing, is that we have to understand that when the persecution, the heat of persecution, does increase, there is still a grace that will guarantee us victory, even in the midst of that. I remember reading a book, Fox's Book of Martyrs. And you, you see and read the things that happened to the people. There was one time where it took them multiple efforts in order to kill that Christian. Why? Because there was there was God protecting that person from being burnt alive, that protecting that person from being crucified. I mean, but then they, I mean, it they had to take the person apart in order to kill them. And and that's see, and that tells you that if we continue on a trajectory that we're in as a as a as not only whatever part of the world you're in but globally if we continue on a trajectory where we continue to reject the values of the word of god not this is not american christianity this is not 
you know, uh, British Christianity, no, the biblical version of Christianity, where it's not, it's not about the stuff, but no, it's about the relationship with God that restores to me the natural creational balance that was in the beginning with God. All right. When mankind was created, there was a creational, there was a balance that was established between God and his creation that somehow was all helter skelter. And, and Jesus came to restore that balance, that balance to humanity. But in order to partake of that balance, you have to actually accept him as your Lord and Savior. You can't date him. You have to accept him. You have to, you have to dagnam marry him. That's why we're called the bride of Christ. We're called the bride of Christ because this is something that is forever. It's supposed to be a forever connection that we have with God. And a lot of people need to understand that, that you need to be willing. If you're going to commit to God, then you have to be willing to commit to him 100% of the time, all the time, not sometimes, not just Sundays, not just uh, whenever you have services or whatever. No, you have to commit to him, whether the sun is shining or whether it's cloudy outside. Like here today, we had a storm in the afternoon at some point in the afternoon. Now the sun is shining. But in those time periods, I could not say, okay, God, because it's raining with thunderstorms, I'm not going to believe you. I'm not going to trust. No, we can't do that. We can't do that. We can't be fair weather Christians. You know, you don't like those people that are fair weather friends when things are up for you. Everybody wants to be around you. When you're going through a tough time, even though you were there for them, they don't want to be there for you. See, this is not the same way. God is not the same way as you and your fair weather friends. That is why we need to understand that God is not like man. I, I love how in, in Hebrews, it tells us that, that there's an immutable truth that it's impossible for God to lie. So when God makes you a promise, when God establishes a commitment to you as a creation, as a son, as his daughter, when he establishes that connection with you, that connection is a permanent connection. He's not going to say, well, today is not a good day. I don't feel good today. Well, we're not, we're getting out of the place of reason where our feelings matter more and we're getting into the place of faith where it's about knowing beyond the, um, the the circumstance or the evidence around you, but you truly believe that God's word is true. You take him at his word and you begin to you begin to challenge the enemy. You begin to challenge the enemy because you have a word from God. All right. And, and we talked this morning about how in the wilderness, when Jesus was being tempted, all Satan could do was show him illusions of what he what he's wanted Jesus to believe he could offer because Satan has has a limited uh, span of authority that was stolen from us all right and that that's the only way he can affect anything in this world as far as the illusion he was able to show Jesus but Jesus knew the truth why because Jesus was the word of God in the flesh and so when Satan tried to come and twist the word. Jesus was able to come and, and straighten out the word and say, no, here's the perspective. Here's the truth. Here's the revelation of God's word that is actually written down. You're saying a counterfeit gospel. No, this is the truth. The truth is I don't have to try to get what God has already given me. I, I don't, everything belongs to God anyway. So what can you give me? And that is what we need to set the devil straight. There is nothing that he can offer us that God has not already given us. 
There's nothing, 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 no good thing that the devil can try to offer you. And he can't offer you anything. You'll enter a fool's agreement where you think, okay, I, I'm going to do, no. And then he does a switcheroo, what is called bait and switch. We have to get out of that place where we're, we're in a position. No, we're not going to be in a position to be deceived by the enemy anymore. Why? Because this week, starting this week, you're going to get into the word of God more fervently, more vehemently, even more than you binge your favorite show or movie. No, you're going to get into the word of God more this week so that you know you're not going based on a song lyric, which is which is half theology, half opinion. No, you're not going to let no song theology uh, uh, determine how you believe in God. No, but what you're going to do this week is you're going to get into the word of God. You're going to open up God's word. You're going to study it. You're not just going to read the verse for the day and let that be it. No, he told Joshua in Joshua 1.8, he said, if you want to actually experience what I'm trying to bring you into, then you have to meditate on my word day and night so that you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. So success, prosperity, victory is all within the pages of the word of God. And then when I believe in, and add my faith, you know how you have some of those foods that say just add water to the word of God, just add faith. And when you add your faith to the word of God, then the success, the prosperity, the health, the healing, the protection, all the gifts and the promises of God leap off the page and into your life. And that is what you need to be. You need to be a person that will not rest with just reading about the promises of God. You will not just reading about the inheritance among those that are sanctified, but you're going to add your faith to the word in Acts 20, verse 32, and then you're going to actually experience the inheritance among the saints who are sanctified. Why? Because God wants to load us down with his benefits. The blessings are supposed to overtake you and chase you down. Why? Because I am a living recipient of the manifested promises of God's word. And when I pray, I know God hears me. I'm not wondering if God heard me. I know God hears me. And because I know that God hears me, I'm going to add my faith to the word and I'm going to expect. I'm going to live with expectancy now. Because I know that when I live with an expectancy that God will meet me there. God is not just going to get my hopes high. We talked about hold on to hope. God's not just going to let me get my hopes high to then dash me in disappointment of unfulfillment. No, but God is going to meet me there. If I will apply my faith to his word and take him at his word, then God will meet me there. If I apply my faith to his word about my identity in Christ, then God will begin to build me up in his grace. Why? Because his grace is able to compensate for those weak places in my life, the things that I thought I was deficient in. His grace enters into my life and his grace establishes me. His grace shores me up. His grace ensures that I am strong enough to face tomorrow. I know you may have been disappointed. I have been disappointed too, but I did not rest by my disappointment. I allowed God to be God in my life. And when I connect my faith with his promise, then God begins to stand up big in my 
life. And he begins to intimidate the enemy that thought he was going to intimidate me because I am more than a conqueror. I'm not just the conqueror, but I am more than a conqueror. Why? Because he loves me. And when God shows his love for me, he cannot help. He cannot help but stand beside me through life, go through the tough stuff. And even when you don't feel God there, God is always there. We have to move past, we have to move past that place of feeling. We have to move past the place of reason because there will be some times where reason will knock you right out of the faith realm. But you cannot allow your reason, your common sense to knock you out of the faith realm. Even when things don't make sense around you, go to the word of God and let God help you to make it make sense. And when God shows you that there is a plan for you, the plan is much bigger than you could have even hoped or imagined. That is why when we pray, we say Ephesians 3.20, now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think. God is trying to get you positioned for more. God is trying to get you positioned for the abundant. God is trying to get you positioned for the exceedingly abundantly, uh, super abundantly, as the Amplified says, the super abundant. God is trying to get you positioned to, to stretch beyond what you are comfortable with into the place that he is trying to take you. And that place may not feel comfortable for you at first. Why? Because you thought that you were not worth it. You thought that you were unqualified. You thought that you were the rejectable. You thought that you were the ugly one. You thought that you were the poor one. You you thought that you were the sick one. But when I go into the word of God, it tells me I am beautiful. It tells me I am healed. It tells me that I am whole. It tells me that I am no longer broken. It tells me that my traumas don't define me. Your past doesn't define you. I know you've been through some rough stuff, but that is not your identity. No, you're not the abused. No, you're not the left at the altar. No, you're not the, the divorced one. No, you're not the widow. No, you are with God and God calls you son. God calls you daughter. God says, I love you, son. I love you, daughter. I want to show myself to you. I want to come make my home with you. I want to come unveil my plan for you. I want to come show you how to walk in that place of strategic fulfillment. I want to show you how to live the abundant life. I want to show you that you're much more, that on the inside of you, there has to be a wealth mindset. There has to be a wealth that comes from knowing that I am an heir. I am a royal heir of God with Christ Jesus. I'm not poor. I'm not broke. I'm not low class. I'm not middle class. I'm higher than upper class. I am uber wealthy because my resource is in heaven and I'm going to access what I have in heaven. And I'm going to say thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so we have to decide once and for all, we will not be defeated. We will not be defeated. And so let's look at John. Let's look at John 5, verse 1 to 5. It says, for everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ, the anointed, all right, it has been born of God. And everyone who believes the Father loves who have been born of him, 
all right? You have been born of him. You love the ones who have been born. So you're not thinking that you're in this by yourself, but you got some brothers and sisters out there. I don't care if you are only child. You got some brothers and sisters out there. I don't care if you are an orphan. You got some brothers and sisters out there that are rooting for you, that are saying you can do this, girl. You can do this, guy. You can make it. You can, you can make it. And so then it goes on to say this, by this we know. All right. And this is a knowledge that goes beyond our head into our heart. All right. For by this, we know that we love the children of God for when we love God and obey his commandments, when we love God and obey his commandments, more on that. And, and then it says, and his commandments are, oh, oh, this is good. It says his commandments are not burdensome. His commandments are not burdensome. So for you to actually cross that line and decide to follow God and be committed to God is not the end of the, the exciting, fun life that you want. But his commandments are not burdensome. And so when I embark on that adventure with God, then I'm saying, yes, God, I want to go wherever you want to take me. I want to partner with you in this life. I want to experience the fullness of life, not just life, but the fullness of life. And John 10, 10, what did he say? It said, I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And the Amplified, it says to the full, till it overflows. And so then it goes on and says this. It says, for everyone who has been born of God overcomes, overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. How do we get the victory? Our faith, our faith, all right? And then it says, who is it that overcomes the world except the one who believes that Jesus is the son of God? No, none of this mixture stuff. We talked about that this morning. None of this mixture stuff, okay? I'm not mixing new age with Christianity. I'm not mixing, I'm not mixing anything else with, with the Bible, no. But whoever believes that Jesus is the son of God. And, but you're not believing that Jesus is the son of God just by mental ascent, but you are believing that Jesus is the son of God. And then because you believe your faith motivates you to now act, to now live it out, to not just, to not just have, have head acceptance of that truth, because sometimes you'll forget but when you stay in the word, God's word will help you to remember on every page, it will signify, it will tell you in the New Testament on every page, all you see is the Lordship of Jesus Christ echoed on every page. All right. And so, and even in the Old Testament, the Old Testament is, is echoing what the Messiah will become and will do and what he is, what now we can say in the past since he's already done. All right. And so then uh, I want to go back to uh, Luke. I'm going to go back to Luke. Because it's something. Luke 6, verse 46. And this scripture we used this morning says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not what I tell you? Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and, and do, do not do what I tell you? Everyone who comes to me and hears my word and does them, I will show you what he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid a foundation 
that dig digging deep is that commitment. It's that level of commitment that following Christ actually requires. He dug deep and laid a foundation on the rock, okay? And then it says, and when a flood arose and a stream broke against that house, it could not shake it. So if you want to know how to weather the storms in your life, then you have to dig down deep, fully commit to this, all right? Fully commit to this and build your life upon the truth of God's word, all right? And when the storms come, it won't shake you. It didn't say it won't hit you, but it doesn't have to shake you and make you fall. Because then it goes on and says this. It says, because it had been it had been well built. Why was it well built? Because the person committed and they, com they committed to actually begin to establish their life based on the word of God. Not, not vain philosophies, not their own ideas or opinions, but the word of God. All right. And, and I find it interesting how you and you read many historical. I, I read a lot of biographies and you read the biographies of, of people that were believers and how they actually uh, implemented their faith, integrated their faith with their actual life to where it helped them to make business decisions. It helped them to do scientific discoveries. It helped them in, in, to innovate. Uh, and so but we come to today and people find it hard to connect their lives to the word, to integrate their lives with the word. Okay. But it says the good, per it says this, it says, but the one who hears and does not do them is like a man who built the house on the ground without a foundation. When the stream broke against it, immediately it fell and the ruin of that house was great. And so that's why you can't just listen to preaching on Sunday and whenever else you go to church or even you can't listen to a preaching podcast during a week and not actually dig into the word and actually begin to establish. You can't just do that because you're like that last person who didn't have a foundation. And when the storms of life came, because I'm not going to tell you some fairy tale that you'll never, ever have another trouble. No, the only way you can experience victory is there has to be something to be victorious over. I, I would love to tell you, you know, you don't got to, you, you're never going to go through anything. No, but you will. There'll be a storm that comes. Jesus even said it. He said, in this world, you're going to have trials and tribulations, but be of good cheer. Why? Because I already overcame. I, I stripped the world of its power to harm you. But, and so just because you experience a trial and tribulation doesn't mean that that trial and tribulation has to be fatal. But when you build your life on the word, you begin to see with new eyes that the that yes, even if I'm going through something, it's not fatal. It's not going to knock me down. It may hit me, all right? Because it, it said that the the floods rose, the stream broke against the house, but the stream couldn't knock the house down. That was the person who built their life on the word. The person who didn't, when the same thing happened, they go, you're going to go through a storm too, okay? You person who's sitting on a fence. You're going to go through a storm too, but if your life is not built on the principles of the word of God, then your, your life will fall apart. I'm going to just say it plainly. But when we understand the scriptures that I read earlier, talk about the victory that we have, the access that we have when you commit to the life with God, 
then you will begin to experience an overcoming victory. Why? It says in John 5, it says, 1 John 5, it says what? It says we overcome the world because of our faith in God. Not our faith in ourselves, our faith in God. And a lot of people, I know a lot of people are, are saying, well, you, you know, you just have faith in yourself. Now, faith in yourself apart from God takes God out of the equation because they, they can't be two people on the throne at the same time. They can't be two people on the throne of your life at the same time. And, and I brought this up this morning that some of the warfare that you're experiencing is because there's a clash of kingdoms going on in your life. There's a clash of kingdoms. There's the kingdom of God, and then there's the, the enemy, the dark kingdom. And, and there's a clash because they both want control of your life. But you have to begin to commit to God now more than ever. There, because there are things that are going to happen within you know the next several days and months and years that you have to know that you know that you have a relationship with God. You have to know that you know that regardless to what things happen around you, the word of God is still true. And you can't compromise that. There's no amount of updating you can do to the word of God to make it, uh, to, to invalidate the truths within it. As good as it is. And so we need to begin to understand that. And we need to begin to decide that we won't be defeated. We need to decide that we're not going to quit this week. You're not going to quit this week. You're not going to be defeated this week. You're going to stand in his grace. When you can't, God can. All right? Just realize that. When you come into a point where you feel like throwing up your hands, all right? And I want you to, I want you to definitely uh, watch the message, keep getting up, because when you think you're going to throw up your hands and I, you know, I give up. No, because of what Christ has done for you, too much blood has been shed to guarantee your victory. So you can't quit. You, you got to refuse to be defeated. You got to begin to stand in that grace and allow God's grace to compensate for your shortcomings. And, and, and then you have to understand that as you begin to connect with that in faith, then God's grace will begin to abound towards you. All right. It, it'll begin to come in furtherance and, and continue to just con just abound towards you. And then you have to flood your mind. You're, it, you got to flood your mind with the word. Maybe you're going through some things right now with a restless heart, restless mind, where, where you're just confused. I want you to begin to get into the word of God and God will begin to bring you clarity. He will begin to bring you clarity on your situation to where you will begin to see that the enemy has turned your perception to see it worse than it technically is, all right? And he's trying to prevent you from seeing that God has already given you a way out. God has already provided you a way out in this life where you can live victoriously. You don't have to be overcome by that storm. But if you stay out of the word, if you just worry and try to figure it out on your own, apart from the word of God, then you'll never be able to see the way out. You'll always be confused, always in a fog, you know, because you can't. But then as you get into the word of God, you'll begin to tap into the storehouses of his wisdom, his knowledge, his understanding. And all of a sudden, I've experienced this many times 
where all of a sudden the situation I'm going through, I begin to see clearly and see that what I was seeing before was a mirage to try to prevent me from moving forward. But once I got into the word and allowed God to give me clarity on life, and here's another thing. I don't know who this is for, but put those dream books in the trash. You, you had a dream that you couldn't understand and you go to those stupid dream books, put them in the trash. Let God give you clarity on those dreams because it's not what you think it is. It's not what those dream books told you. All right. And so begin to get into the word of God more intently. Begin to get in the word of God more than you get you watching your Netflix or Hulu. Sometimes you may need to pause those streaming those streaming accounts so that you can be alone with God in his word. Begin to pray and talk to God and let God give you a fresh visitation in your house, in your life, where you are right now. All right. And then we begin to understand that as his grace begins to abound toward us, that his grace begins to give and supply. It be we begin to access a heavenly supply or just what we need. And refuse to speak words that are contrary to what you believe you have received in his word. So if you read a promise of God, refuse to believe anything contrary to what his word said about you or for you. And then let your words be singular. That means don't no double talk, no double talk. You're gonna believe, yes, you may be experiencing pain in your body, but you gotta believe you receive your healing. Begin to decree that by the stripes, even when you feel that, when you feel that wince of pain, begin and say by the stripes, I know I am healed in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you that this pain is now going away. I, I shared on this week how Thursday and Friday and even Saturday, yesterday, I had a back, a pain on my right side of my back, but I began to th thank God for my healing. And we had a uh, build day with Habitat for Humanity uh, that I, I said, I can't just back out of that. I can't flake out on that. I got to go. I got to serve. And as I went, then all of a sudden I'm hammering stuff and, and carrying stuff. And I'm like, wait a minute, my back don't hurt anymore. Thank you, Jesus, because his grace supplied my healing. And so you need to get into that word so that your faith is fortified and you can experience victory in your everyday life. So, God, we just thank you right now for just this confirming word that you've given us victory. We thank you, Lord God, that that your grace is right now. Is building us up, is, is helping us to be positioned to experience that victory that I spoke about on tonight. We thank you, God, for just your word, your Lord God, which continually feeds our spirits and strengthens us and helps us even to, to know that we are closer to you than the breath that we breathe. Because he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. And so, God, we just thank you, we praise you right now that as we begin to enjoy that relationship, because your relationship with you is not burdensome. It's not something that we have to dread, but we can enjoy relationship with you. Yes, you correct us when we need to be corrected, but you love us 
each and every single step of the way. So God, I thank you for that relationship that that brings a new sense of purpose to us, that brings a new sense of fulfillment to us. I thank you for that relationship with you, God, which brings a new sense of peace that we've never known before so that tonight we can sleep better. Our minds are free from burden because we're placing our trust in you. And because of your blood, we already have the victory. We thank you for divine access to you. And that this week, we're not going to keep our breakthrough to ourselves, but we're going to share our, we're going to share that anointing for breakthrough with anyone that we come across that needs to experience you. We're, we've, we're having an encounter with you so that we can become, we can become an encounter for somebody else and help them experience the love of the Father. We thank you, we praise you right now. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Be blessed and refreshed in the Lord. Partner with YLM financially using the following methods. The YLM mobile app. Text gift to 1844948 Cash app dollar sign Yes Lord M. On Givelify search for Yes Lord Ministries in Kimmelworth, New Jersey. Our website. Visit www.ylmconnect.org and click donate. Mail checks and money orders to Yes Lord Ministries, Post Office Box 425 Union, New Jersey 07083. Download the YLM mobile app and stay connected with our ministry 24-7. On behalf of our lead pastor Steve Tolbert, our senior leaders Apostle Willie Tolbert and Apostle Mamie S. Tolbert and the Yes Lord Ministries church family, thank you for joining us and welcome home.